All right, what is going on, guys? It is time for another episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast, and we are back. A little bit different this time around, man. We've been doing a lot of interviews. Got to thank Lizzie for that, helping me coordinate that. Get that shout out in. Last week, if you guys heard the episode with Daniel Gonzalez of GR Racing, a little bit on the UTV side, but awesome story about how he came up in racing and what he did. If you guys haven't already heard it, get on back there and check that one out. That Again, that is the last episode that was up with Daniel Gonzalez. And we got more coming up, but this time around, I was like, you know, literally talking to Gnarly Dave this morning. I'm like, you know, it's time to catch up on some rally stuff. I'm doing a lot of interviews. So... Here we go. Let's talk about what is going on in Rally Raid in North America. Find out a little bit more about what is happening, what is coming up, what is going down. Baja Rally just wrapping up. It is the end of the rally season in North America. We are now getting ready for the beginning, which looks first at bat is going to be Rally Coast to Coast coming up. And that is going to be from the city of Veracruz all the way over to Puerto Escondido. So that'll be coming up soon. We'll be reaching out to Patrick and Romina and talk a little bit about this year's event or the upcoming event and kicking off rally season in North America. So absolutely excited for that. Got some things going on, some stuff that I've heard. Got a chance to talk to uh, Mario Mendoza uh, at Baja Rally and find out a little bit more about what is going on. He has now become uh, a part of the Coast to Coast Rally, so we'll get him uh, out there talking and picking up the uh, picking up the W at Baja Rally in the Rally Senior category. So awesome ride by him. He's had some challenging years, but definitely absolutely excited to have taken that top spot. And man, we got a lot going on. So let's get caught up here. For those of you following the professional, the W2RC World Rally Raid Championship, we just had the Morocco round finish up. Rally to Morocco. And that was, that was exciting. So turn it down a little bit here, turn down the party and talk a little bit about that one. So that was definitely a great rally. Uh, We saw obviously all the usual suspects that have been competing for the rounds, the World Rally Raid Championship. Luciano Benavides taking the top step on that one. Turned out interesting. Toby Price. Picking up the W. I gotta double check all this stuff. I've been, it has been such a whirlwind the last few weeks. I'm trying. <laughs> this is me coming up for water, or coming up for air. You can't hear it in the background, but I am uh, working on my caffeination. Uh, it is Sunday at 6 a.m. as I am recording this, so you guys are going to be hearing this in a few hours. So, man, it has been a good one. But Toby Price picking up the win on the final round of the World Rally Championship. Luciano Benavides taking the top spot, taking the championship for this year, claiming it for Husqvarna. We all heard earlier the Husqvarna, the changing of the guard and how things went down there. Uh, We now know that Skyler House has switched teams, uh, has found a better ride at the Honda team with Rally Monster Energy Honda team. So I'm absolutely excited for that to see how it is going and how it's going to go already on the surface. We've seen um, a little bit, you know, from the the comments and some of the stuff that he's talked about that this move, he feels at home. It feels supported. It feels good. So that is absolutely awesome, you know, to be able to go from uh, one team to the other and still not skip a beat and feel supported and doing that. And that is a big, 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 big thing that allows him to focus on doing what he does 
riding, navigating, working on that and doesn't have to worry as much about simple things like logistics and other, uh, you know, other nuances of being a professional athlete. So that is very, very awesome to hear. Uh, as you guys know, if you were following the rally raid stuff, you know that at rally to Morocco, unfortunately he did have a bit of an off and injured himself. Uh, but luckily he's going to be fine. He'll be, it sounds like we're going to be on track. He's going to be on track to be back at the Dakar rally, which is absolutely awesome. Man, I I am gonna start. I'm I'm predicting that um, Honda obviously working on a bike. If you guys saw the Rally de Maroc, any of the pictures, any of that stuff, um, you saw that the headlight changed. I guess there are some changes on the bike, some things that have been done. I will say the Honda's really tight lipped about this kind of stuff and what changes they're doing and what you know what is going on. Um, I haven't really seen even any posts. Uh, on the HRC side, from the team side, and, and from their press site to see, you know, hey, what are the, uh, you know, new bike debuted test at Rally to Morocco and, you know, getting ready for the Dakar. Obviously, the Dakar is the moneymaker. The Dakar is the one that sells the motorcycles. It builds, helps build that brand loyalty. So I know they're getting ready for it. It's pretty evident. I don't know how much of the bike they changed, but you can all instantly tell the headlight is different. The windshield is different up front. They're working on some things. So... I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's see how this goes, but strong, strong team heading into the Dakar rally, Adrian Van Beveren, Nacho Cornejo with an impressive rally to Morocco. Then you've got Quintanilla as well on the team with an impressive ride. And last and almost certainly not least, I'm going to coin the, uh, let's go with, uh, what do, what do you guys think? Stash and mullet, mullet and stash, mullet and stash. Yeah. You got Ricky Brabeck and Skyler House on the same team now for Honda going to it. I'm predicting a drought for the Austrian brands uh, as far as podium goes, because now you've got guys that have inhabited and have dominated all three steps on the podium. So this is going to be interesting for uh, for KTM. I'm sorry. You guys are going to have your work cut out for you, but that's okay. Competition brings around bike changes and a lot of healthy things going on. So absolutely excited to see how that shakes down. You know, we're still trying to figure out. Um, who exactly is going to end up on the KTM team? Uh, some other news coming out recently uh, that I heard, and we're, we'll look to get him on the line as well to talk a little bit more about his Dakar efforts. But uh, Mason Klein being part of the satellite KTM team uh, looks like this year is not going to happen. I said a lot, a lot of things going on at KTM, and I don't know how um, how the dynamic changed, what happened, but I, I feel like there's a lot of people uh, being left out. I feel like maybe they're switching their focus. Uh, maybe they're only focusing on the KTM brand for the Dakar. Uh, not so much Husqvarna and gas gas. You know, I don't know how that is, is, is going to be panning out. Um, but it's unfortunate to hear that. So, uh, I'm going to leave a link in the description. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more to Mason about it, but he is working on funding his efforts to get over to the Dakar rally. Uh, they're working on securing a bike. Obviously it's late in the game and it sucks to find out this late in the game. Wait a minute. Were they sandbagging? Were they, was this done on purpose? Are they afraid of Mason? Hmm. Interesting. Cause obviously Mason Klein has proved himself as a navigator, as a rider, has had a couple of offs, has had a lot of stuff, but but he doesn't get lost in the desert. He's proven that he can keep up with the GP guys. You know, a, a, a couple little tweaks, and all of a sudden, you've got podiums. And, I mean, obviously, taking stages at the Dakar Rally in, in what, second or third attempt, that is talent. So, 
anybody looking to sponsor and, and working on that, that is going to be something that Mason Klein is looking for. He is looking for a little bit of help. So I'll leave a link in the description for you guys to help out or to find out a little bit more about that. We're going to work on getting him on the show before the Dakar rally here, maybe in the next couple of uh, weeks. Uh, so we could talk a little bit more about his efforts, what's going on and how we can all help. Uh, to get this guy over to the Dakar Rally in 2024. So it's going to be a huge year. Again, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Skylar Howes and Ricky Brabeck and Nacho Cornejo, all three of those guys, go at it. Adrian Van Beveren has already proven and put the Honda up on top, but I want to see those three guys. Nacho Cornejo had a great ride at Rally du Maroc. And then, of course, you've got Ricky and uh, Skylar. Skylar out a little bit early. Ricky out with electrical issues. So we're looking for... Uh, a top three on there. I'm, that's that. I, I, I'm just thinking. I, I think that's going to be it. So uh, we'll be sharing some more information from the Honda team uh, on the Instagram. If you guys haven't already checked it out, we will be doing that. And so, okay, moving on to the next stuff. We have got Rally School coming up. This was a spy. I did not hear anything in it. Willem, I know you're listening. You should. You didn't tell me. We were at Baja Rally. We spent six days together at Baja Rally. Had a great time down there. It was awesome. Uh, doing race control and, and helping you guys with the tracking, doing these kind of things. Um, absolutely. You know, uh, take a quick sec before we jump onto that rally school thing. Baja rally this year was actually, you know, was, was good. It's been a great event. You know, it's been building 10 years, you know, it's a tight knit group. It's a, it, you know, th- there's a good vibe this year. They worked a little bit more on that vibe and, you know, the uniforms, the professionalism, all of this stuff. And now mind you, I say that not as that it wasn't before, but visually, you see these things and it's like, cool, you know, they're pushing forward. You've got David Pearson now. You've got Willem Eminent, uh, both as part of the organization. You know, Mauricio, longtime, uh, you know, organizer of the Baja Rally uh, side by side with Scotty Bloom. You know, all of these things going on there at the rally, all of these little changes, road books. It, it, it was no exception to any of the years of the Baja Rally. Every bit the same thing. The road books were awesome. Everybody enjoyed them. You know, they had a lot of fun. The racing, the racing was good. You had the unspoken race. If you guys saw the the updates uh, on the website, or excuse me, if you guys saw the updates I was doing on Instagram, that was a battle. You had Mike Johnson in the uh, Rally Pro class, and you had Tony Palandrani in Rally 1 uh, with, you know, Steve Varney in tow, um, Huntley. And then you had, you know, Mario Mendoza, all of these guys all battling for the top. Uh, Hector Guerrero all battling for top spots in this. And you're talking mixed classes. You're talking Rally Pro, Rally One. Um, You've got Rally Senior, you know, (laughs) Rally Rookie with Huntley. I mean, everybody up top, you know, just just dicing it up. You know, Ace Nielsen was there. Ace had an early off or a a later off and some mechanicals, uh, which was unfortunate. You know, he was Mike Johnson's competition at the event. Uh, You had Rick Hatswell. Rick Hatswell had a big off, unfortunately. Uh, But safe and sound, you know, the the... The pink kitty bike, all good, you know, just, uh, you know, some normal maintenance and then back to it. We'll get, uh, maybe we'll get with him and see what his rally plans are. I want to figure out, you know, I want to find out who, who all is going to be going down to, uh, the coast to coast rally. Cause I, I've heard nothing but good things after talking to Mario Mendoza, uh, about it and sponsors and things that are, there's a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things that are going and last year's event, you know, it, it was back. Uh, Patrick and Romina did an amazing job with it. I got to see it from 50,000 miles away, got to see the overall layout. There's a lot of stuff that went into this event, a lot of sponsors, a, a really good time, a really great time. Everybody had amazing things to say about the event. So that is coming up in February. 
uh, towards the end of February. I'll get you guys the dates and so you guys can get that. So that is what's going on over there. I had to put that in with the Baja Rally, but let's go back to Willem Avenant. So Willem Avenant is teaming up with Donnie of Moto School or School of Moto, and we're going to be doing a rally school. So that is pretty awesome. Up in Colorado, he is working his way, going out there, going to be doing some road books and stuff like that. I might have to throw the 501 in the uh, trailer and head on up to this. I, well, wait, first I got to figure out if I got the time off or <clears throat> maybe I'm going to come in sick with something. Uh, I hope nobody on my day job is listening to this. Anyway, so that is going to be the the next up. You know, you've got rally schools coming up. We're going to be working on that. And I got to put together a list of the rally schools that are out there for you guys that are interested in learning how to do rally raid, especially here in the North America area. You know, what are the things that we can do to help grow the sport, get you out to a rally school, get you ready for a rally school? You know, there's a lot of little things that can be done uh, beforehand. And even, you know, even as easy as creating a roadbook. Guys, creating a roadbook isn't as hard as you think. It's actually pretty easy. Uh, now, the level of OCD that you have will dictate how much time you spend on a roadbook. But if you wanted to do a hundred mile road, I mean, for reference, right? I did a eight roughly a 800 mile quote unquote road book, uh, just very bare bones, basic in two hours. So that was for 800 miles. Now I don't have a super extensive background in building road books. Any of the road books that I've been doing is a lot of just screwing around and, and setting them up to experiment with things with the rally comp, uh, and do basic things. So it's not like it's, uh, not like I have, you know, years and years of experience, like writing road books, like, you know, Scotty Bloom, Darren Skelton, uh, you know, Scott Whitney, all of these guys, Mike Shirley, um, all of these guys that are in this, you know, that have done this, you know, Dave Peckham, uh, I, I can't even, there's so many guys that we've got here in North America, uh, that, that do road books and, 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 and really like put down some, lay down some road books, you know, detailed, you know, with minimal mistakes, you know, mistakes are going to be made. Uh, I've heard it a bunch of times before, but I mean, the best way of referencing a roadbook is a roadbook is a chain. And out of those, you know, 200 notes, 215 notes that you have in it, one of those is going to be the weak link. One is going to be a little bit tricky because that's really all you're doing is, you know, you want to get to the end of a stage. You got to string together all of these notes. One of the notes is going to be a weaker one. But that's just part of the navigational challenge. You know, they could have maybe left a little bit more detail here than this or that. That's why you go out and verify roadbooks. That's why a lot of the organizations that are using rally comps will go out, verify the roadbook with a rally comp in tow, making sure that the waypoints, everything is going off just as they need to. Speed zones are set up correctly. Neutralizations are set up correctly. There's a lot of little groundwork that goes into that. When changes are made, it gets a little bit dicey, especially if it's so, but that is the nature of the event. When you go to a rally raid, you're going into, un, you know, usually some uncharted territory and changes are going to have to be made. And so that is something that uh, is, is a challenge for the organization and everybody involved with it. Um, so if you're ever at a rally raid event and you think, man, this sucked blah, 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 and all these last minute changes, you know. I'm going to say it is what it is, but honestly, it's the organizations work very hard to not have to do that just simply because of the logistics involved with that. So if you're at a rally rate event and you experience one of these things, be a little patient, go with the flow. It's part of it. You know, it's one of those things that just happens. Uh, it, it's obviously not done on purpose. Um, so they work towards it, but anyway, I digress. So rally school coming up with Willem Aminen and school of moto, Donnie Reddington, 
teaming up on that one in Colorado. So that is going to be awesome. If you guys are in the area or want to travel to that one, make sure you follow School of Moto. Link will be in the description. You guys want to be informed about that coming up because I believe they're going to have limited uh, limited spaces available on that one. So obviously, you don't want a super huge class because then all of a sudden everything gets lost in translation. And well, you're learning how to translate a road book. So uh, we want to make sure that, uh, or they want to make sure that that it goes smoothly. So we got that one coming up. Battleborn Rally sometime in May. May, what is that? May, June, July, August, some, some you know, May-ish. Uh, still working on that. Still waiting on hearing the official dates on that one. But Battleborn Rally going to be coming up as well. Sonora Rally also waiting on dates from Sonora Rally. I know they've got a December rally school going on. Uh, that was the last I heard on that one. I'll reach out to them, see if I can get kind of an idea, picking a month. Usually the Sonora Rally is a little bit earlier in the year, so we'll see what they do for this time around, uh, if it's going to be the same thing or, or they're going to move it around or how early it's going to be in the year. So looking forward to that one as well. Let's see. What else do we got going on? We've got Rally de Marag, uh taken care of. We've got the KTM Adventure Rally. KTM Adventure Rally actually going on this weekend today, I believe, is the last day of it in Page, Arizona, which is absolutely awesome. Bummed that I didn't get to go check it out and see it, but I'm absolutely excited uh, to hear some of the stories. I know uh, Ryan Nourinho out there on the RFR taking that thing for a lap. Those those bikes are pretty... Ex- <laughs> I was going to say pretty expensive, but I really meant it's pretty awesome, but I guess one and the same. So there was some chatter about you know how expensive a rally tower is if you go down. Um, so definitely uh, don't want to look up that price tag. I mean, we could, but... You know, I hope you're sitting down when when you hear the price on that one. Uh, so the next one on that, uh, we've got that one. Uh, the Cove Rally Bikes. Cove Rally Bikes are being delivered. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of great reviews. A lot of people impressed with those bikes. And oh man, I'm 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 trying. You know, my 790 is on the block. I'm going to be selling the 790 here. Uh, I've I've had it up for sale, but I think in its final stock ish iteration. Uh, it'll be up on the block and man, you know, a couple of, uh, a couple of Coves or a Cove would not be a bad, uh, would not be a bad thing to have in the garage. Just saying. So we live in California, so it'll be a little bit difficult. I'll have to figure out a way to register it in my vacation home. I didn't know I had in another state. Um, but in that case, um, actually, uh, if anybody from the Department of Motor Vehicles is listening to this, that was a joke. Please do not take that seriously. Again, this is a particularly satirical joke and is not meant to be taken at heart or for. Never mind. Whatever. Okay. So, I mean, the bikes are great. I know I've already heard that the bikes are, they're working on paperwork and things to get them basically California legal because if it passes in California, it pretty much passes everywhere else. Um, but a lot of people have, from what I've seen, have already started registering them out of state and other states where it's a little bit more relaxed, where I think that it has a little, I mean, the thing still has a catalytic converter, still has an emission system on it, even though it's not approved for California. So, yeah. So I think that the, we're, we're headed in the right direction, but yeah, I'm going to love to see those, uh, more recently or the most recent, uh, was, uh, David Black couch to Dakar. If you guys aren't following couch to Dakar, you should be. Uh, on his journey and a very particular part of his journey, he just got back from Linden Poskett school overseas in Europe. Uh, I believe they did. He did the Spain edition, which is basically like a mock rally, uh, all geared up stage starts, the whole thing on 
RFRs equipped with rally comps and out there just dicing it up. So I can't wait to hear his, but literally as soon as he got back, it was hot on trying to find a, uh, on trying to find a Kove was able to score one of the rally bikes, the pro edition. Um, so excited to hear about his reviews, uh, what he thinks of the bike initially. Uh, and then also talk a little bit about, you know, his adventure out at, uh, out the, uh, Linda Poskett school or the, uh, the mock event that he did with, uh, I shouldn't say mock event, the event that he did with, uh, Linda Poskett. So that'll be exciting to hear about that one. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Um, let's see. Let's see. We've got bikes talked about Kove. Uh, we know the rally to Morocco. We know Skyler house to Honda. We know Mason Klein working on his ride for Dakar. Um, let's see rally coast to coast. We've got the rallies covered school motor rally school coming up. We've got two of them. Remember that's the Sonora rally school. Uh, and then also you've got the, uh, school of moto coming up, uh, with Willem Avenant doing rally school. Uh, in, I got to look up the dates on that one, but I'll get you guys more information. Link will be in the bio on that one. Uh, let's see what else we got going on for the recap. I think we're pretty close. We've got uh, Gnarly Dave going to be uh, on the show next for the interviews. Uh, we'll talk a little bit with him about his adventure down at Baja Rally and the prepping and getting ready for it. Uh, they're all right now at the Kurt Leduc Salat meet doing their thing, uh, you know, slinging parts, deals, all of this stuff, you know, sell, 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 Sunday, 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 or whatever. Um, okay, so let's see. What else are we doing? What else are we doing uh, 501. I got some stuff coming from Moto Minded on that one. I want to change the lighting setup a little bit now. guys, it's like I talk about this bike a lot, but um, I promise that I'm literally getting ready to ride this thing uh, and do it. Going to update the look. I actually had a great conversation while I bought rally, and this was awesome. I got a chance to sit down. Um, me and Dad got a chance to sit down and talk to. Uh, the team at Diespro uh, with Poncho and Charlie, all the guys, the whole team was there. You know, it was after the day was done. The bikes were prepped and everything was good. They had a little carne asada going and invited us over and we're just sitting there talking and, and, and just hanging out. And I learned so much about my bike being with these guys. Now, Poncho and the team have been working on bikes forever. And I mean, they started way back Hondas. I mean, back and forth with Hondas, all the little tricks, how to know when to test, what are the things, you know, all of this stuff. And it was really awesome to see that, you know, they jumped right in, um, helping out with other teams, uh, but also, you know, supporting all of their riders and what they were doing and in their efforts. But I, you know, it was a great time. You know, I got a chance to talk to Charlie a little bit about the 16, uh, 501 that he has and, and, you know, the thousands and thousands of miles that it's done. I mean, the, the number of peninsula trips that that bike has done is in the double digits and you know, what he's found, what he's checked, what, you know, all of these little things, you know, and one of the things that we talked about or, or that I saw is that he updated the front, uh, the front look, uh, on the bike to the newer fender with the newer light going with a Baja designs light. So, I wanted to do something similar to that. I enjoy riding at night and I don't like being caught out with, uh, without a lot of light, which I did, you know, um, my vision or whatever it is or otherwise. So I actually checked it out, did a little bit of research and, uh, I found the, all the headlight mask and all that stuff. And then, uh, jumped on over to the moto minded website and picked up the, uh, their elite bracket or is it the elite bracket? I should have this memorized, but anyway, 
the advantage to the brackets for the newer like 2017 to 23 is that the headlight bracket that they make they offer like three different variations of it you could get like dual s2 pros uh you could get like a single xl80 uh from baja designs or or the ruby i believe they're doing the ruby light as well the r7 uh and then they have the other version this which is the one that i got which is the uh version that has the squadron pro and then it also has the uh s2 pro uh on top so waiting on the lights but there's a uh you know, bracket coming, doing that. So I'll do a review on it. There's a very specific reason kind of why I wanted to do that setup. Um, you have to be familiar with the Baja Designs lights and how they are designed for the particular. So you can't, um, I, I used to think this, but you can't just take a uh, a lens, you know, a, a clear lens, a fluted lens interchange them and there i have a, a pencil beam it doesn't work that way they have different reflectors on them depending on the light that you, you that you choose so we'll talk a little bit more about that setup once i get it in hand and once we get it on the bike and installed uh doing that rally light stuff man i i i'm literally excited about it i want to go back out uh going to be reaching out uh to probably joe halder here soon uh and looking for um a setup for my car you know i have the trailer i've been working on the trailer it's been a a, a good um, I was just say, uh, it's been good to me so far. I got a few details that I want to fix. You know, the, the fenders are kind of dumboing a little bit, flapping in the wind, um, lighting on the outside, uh, finishing up the solar setup, you know, all of these things, but I want to make like a little rally trailer, mobile studio, all of that stuff in that one. But if I want to go ride just like that and not take that, have to take the trailer, if I want to go do a, a, a class or something like a day ride or a day trip, taking a trailer along might be a little bit uh, cumbersome. So I figure, okay, a bike carrier is the way to go, obviously. So I've just got to figure out uh, how to do that uh, so that it fits on the vehicles, fits on my car, and everything is uh, is good. So that is going to be the update on my set of things and what I'm looking to do on the rally side. Um, a lot going on still. You know, I'm still trying to carve out time. As you can see, I mean, it's, you know, uh, we're coming up on 630 and I can tell you that I've already been up officially then, I guess, what is that for three hours, you know, up at three 30 in the morning, getting stuff done. So anyway, with that being said, guys, I got to finish this, uh, coffee drink and, uh, and go, uh, go to work. So remember guys, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. What's going on, guys? Victor with the Chasing Waypoints podcast. All right. Are you looking to promote your brand to a worldwide audience on the podcast? Drop us a line at podcast at chasingwaypoints.com and let's talk. See what we can do about getting you some more ears for your company and getting the word out worldwide. All right. That is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Looking forward to our next one coming up. Remember, if you are out riding, do not forget to tag us at Chasing Waypoints. Hashtag Chasing Waypoints. And if you haven't already, get on over to the website. Get signed up for the newsletter, The Bivouac. North America's Rally Raid and Adventure Riding newsletter hey let's have some fun let's find out what are you guys up to let's get you featured if you're a brand and looking to get supported get some eyeballs get some 
gears on your business. Absolutely. Hit us up. Send us a message at podcast at Chasing Waypoints. But anyway, that is a wrap. Remember, shiny side up. See you guys.